entrepreneurs so on born that brew. You are now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's grow. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here today. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this content on social media by tagging me and our guests, and this way we can get it out to more people. Today, we have another great episode lined up for you. My guest and I have known each other for about two and a half years. We first met at an in-person event for Apex back in October 2020. He was one of the first people I actually met in that group, and it's been amazing to see his journey and growth along the way. He's now also a client of ours for the year past plus, which has been great. He's someone I look up to, just an absolute hustler, and I'm blessed to be in his network and call him a friend. Today's guest is Josh Duke. He is the owner and founder at Duke Real Estate uh, Real Estate Asset Management and president at We Love Homes Dallas. Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam, I appreciate that. I'm happy to be here. And that was a great intro, by the way. And I feel the same way, right? I mean, it's it's the journey that we've had. I look up to you. Um, so it's it's back and forth here. So I really appreciate that. Of course, man. Yeah, I always love just kind of the evolution of all the relationships that we that we get in groups like Apex, because the the journey itself, I was talking with this about somebody uh, talking to somebody yesterday is like, People that aren't on our level or that don't think like we do, those are tend the people that we spend most of our time with, whether it's work or outside of work. And then when we're in those rooms, it's like we feel like we're at home. Oh, <laughs> we, feel, we feel like you feel like you can actually talk to people that actually know exactly what you're going through. And so family and friends is all great. But like, you know, these just quite don't understand the entrepreneurial life, unfortunately. And so it's good to be able to, you know, use people um, not only as, uh, you know, building relationship and bonding, but as sounding boards for you and your own business, which is really beneficial for groups like that. So um, I, I love being an Apex. I've been a proud member since 2020. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been in other uh, groups as well. And. And I'm always looking for, you know, masterminding, what are other new tricks that I can put in my hat, you know, that kind of thing, right? To stay just ahead of the game. I love it, man. It's always about leveling up and finding out the latest and greatest. And I think change is inevitable. And I think just when we're in those rooms, we're all on the same wavelength and it helps facilitate our growth as well. So couldn't couldn't agree with you more there. And Excited to dig in, you know, to learn a little bit more about you. But if you can just let the audience know just a little bit of history about who you are, where you come from and what it is that you do right now. Yeah, sure. So just a little bit about me. Um, I'm from Texas, um, the Dallas area, DFW area. Um, I have uh, by trade, I'm an engineer by trade. Uh, I actually uh, worked at AT&T pretty much my adult life. Uh, as an engineer um, and and one day I got the bug to jump into to real estate and uh, have dove in over the last it's been three years now so started in, in January 2020 but sort of the how I decided to do that was quite quite interesting uh, making some really good money at AT&T um, but uh, you know I'm making six figures and at that time six figures was was good now I look at six figures I'm like no, it's not quite enough, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's yep. of that. 
Um, but uh, so what happened was my, my love of my life, she, she moved um, from Ohio to Texas and, and I was, uh, you know, getting to know her and we, we obviously built a really strong uh, relationship and uh, we, we, we actually had a child together or in the making of having a child. And we were thinking about, you know, wow, this is our family's growing here. Um, what's next for us? What, what's the path for us? And she was like, well, I, I was an agent in Ohio and I knew that. And so I thought, well, maybe, maybe, you know, I'll work at AT&T and you could be a real estate agent here in Texas. And, you know, coming from a, a different state, she didn't know anybody really that was here in Texas. And so I dove into really in pursuit of trying to help her, right? And so I was like, well, what can I learn in real estate to kind of help her along the way? So it's not so much of a struggle. We can be a team, um, but I'm still going to be working at AT&T. I'm going to retire and die at AT&T. Like that's where I'm going, you know, like that was my mindset. Then. But I really, really dove in and listened to tons and tons of, of podcasts. And, um, and then I reached out to several coaches in the space, just again, all in pursuit of just really trying to help her build um, a business here in Texas, her own business. And unfortunately, like real estate just really grabbed me, grabbed my soul, I want to say, right? And I was obsessed. I couldn't stop thinking about it, of course. And um, what happened at the end of December of 2019, um, I, I was literally so obsessed. Olivia was eight months pregnant at that time. And I got promoted to the highest engineering position that you can have at AT&T. And um, I told Olivia that I want to quit AT&T and jump into real estate full time. She thought I was absolutely nuts. Obviously, you know, we walked through that and like, you know, and, I, and you know, when you, when you start a business and you've got a passion for something, there's almost nothing that can stop you. And we talked about like, if I didn't pursue that, I would have regrets for the rest of my life, right? And, and so I quit December 31st of 2019 and started my business January 2nd of 2020. So I had a couple of days break, right? Woo right? <laughs> yeah. I, I jumped full on into, into real estate. And, and really on the investor side of things, right? So I was really a real estate investor and it was just me, solopreneur. And, um, you know, my beginning of the day was collecting leads manually um, at that time. And, and at the end of the day, it was calling those leads. And oh and behold, I did that for a good 30 days. Like I just did it religiously and did not stop. Did it on the weekends, just nonstop. And that's where my first three deals came from. Um, really, over those first three deals, netting me ninety thousand mm. dollars, and I was like, "I can do this! How yeah. cool is that?" And so it really gave you know not only gave me hope, it gave Olivia hope. Like, man, this is something that we can really do, which was really really cool. Not to say that like right after that, I didn't get punched in the face a few times. <laughs> but it was so easy after that. But it gave me the idea to know that I can really make this happen. And so that's sort of how I started my real estate journey. That's amazing, man. And uh, I didn't realize you were at AT&T before that. So that's the first time I, I knew that. And I, you know, I was in medical device sales in July 2020. I made the pivot into doing this full time. And what you said about 
both the the regret aspect and then also just like jumping in and being like, I can't stop thinking about it. Like during COVID, I just could not stop thinking about it. And so I'm interested to know because COVID obviously happened right after you did that. So how was that? And were you like second guessing yourself or like, what was that process like? Yeah, that was interesting, right? So I was a novice. I was super green. Yeah, I lucked out when I first started. And so it was like January when all that happened. But literally COVID happened in February. So at that point, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't understand trends of markets. I didn't understand markets go up and down and all this stuff, especially in real estate. And what happened, COVID happened. So I didn't know what to to expect. And what happened Initially, during that time is everybody froze, right? You, know, you couldn't even go, like you could try to sell houses and buy houses at that time, but people were kind of like, ah, eh, don't come over to my house. You got some kind of, you know, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. well, that's interesting. And, and that's sort of what I was talking about. It wasn't so easy after that first 30 days going through that COVID period, um, really trying to navigate, well, how the heck am I going to buy and sell houses? during a period of time that no one wants to really talk to each other and and real estate is a very relationship kind of relational bait uh business and so it, it was interesting to navigate through that but something i learned through that is there's still motivated people out there right like people have situations especially during a time like that you know a bunch of layoffs were happening people were getting uh frightened and at the end of the day people still needed to sell houses people still needed to buy houses that was still happening um it was definitely adjustment at first but there was still a lifeline knowing that i could still make some make some and at that time i was you know it was just me um so it, it was nice to know that i had the hustle in me and the grind through me to kind of navigate through that time and kind of figure it out yeah no, that's awesome. I, I still, I was uh, th- uh, listening to a podcast the other day and I was on a walk and they were talking about like just the journey. It was Andy Frisella just talking about the journey. And like, I got smiles on my face just thinking about like back when I first started, when it was just me, like, man, did it suck? But it was kind of cool because you're like, you're oh, doing yeah. this on your own. And that's where like all the ideas happen. That's where like some of the most fun times that I'll like never forget in business when it was just like back against the wall. Yeah. Trying to figure stuff out. Don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so no, the, the were like the best times. I totally agree. Not only because I was grinding and hustling and really demonstrating to myself and my family that I could do it. Um, but really, it's like when I made the most money, like not that I made the most money, I make six figures a month now, right? But like, I felt like I had so much money because it was just me. When you don't have a business, um, it really just goes all to you. When you when you scale a business, Adam, as you know, well, now you got employees, you got to pay and all this other stuff. I just felt so much richer then, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a mindset shift. It's going from that solopreneur to business owner. And really creating a business, I think that's what most people struggle with is they're like, oh, I'm going to go work for myself. It's like, yeah, until you actually have a business, you are working for yourself. Like you are your own boss and you're held down by that job. So that's really cool to hear, man. Talking about uh, some of the key ingredients uh, that we like to talk about in terms of the growth and your success. What are three things that have made you successful uh, along your journey? 
I think the three things for that, well, you know, coming with an engineer background, I have a, a very systematic analytical way of thinking. So I was able to implement systems and SOPs and my CRMs and like all that process stuff. I got that down and nailed, right? All the drip campaigns, automation stuff, like thinking like from a marketing aspect is a little was a little challenging, but from a system perspective, nailed it out of the park and we still do that today right so i think systems was was something that i was able to bring to the table which was really cool um second to that and actually now is my primary right is is leadership like for for me i'm very hands-on with my team like i'm still today going to my my daily huddles, talking to my team, uh, we're doing call reviews, we're doing team goals. I'm constantly engaged with my team. And, you know, there's a lot of people that say, ah, well, you're full time in your business. And for me, that's okay. That's me investing in my team, right? And um, the, the most ROI I think you can get and the highest revenue generating activity is investing in your team, right? I don't think there's anything better. Uh, and so I continue that today. Um, there's going to be a point where, uh, you know, I'll get back filled, but I'm still early on, right? Uh, year three, going on year four, uh, maybe the year or two, I'll have somebody that will backfill me and be able to do that. And, and I have someone in mind right now for that, um, but I want to make sure they're really primed, right? Um, and so, so that's number two. Again, that's really number one for me. And then lastly is, is sales. I, I didn't come from a sales background, but something I, I've always been good with is just getting to talk to people and know people and I can read people very well. And I, I really um, just took crash course and even to this day into sales and what it takes to be a good salesman. And so that's something that we implement on our team um, quite well, I think. So, so those three ingredients for us are, are key. What's cool is I don't have to worry about marketing because Adam, you've got that right now. It's like the <laughs> last thing you got to worry about. But so, and when it comes to real estate, it's really those two things. It's it's you know, are you good at sales and are you good at marketing? Without each other, the pillars are just busted, right? And so, those things are those two things are super important. And the fact that I can outsource marketing, uh, it, it works really well for for our business. Love that. And I, I think what you said there about the leadership aspect, I think that's like what separates you, right? Because as as people that are in groups like ourselves, and I've been guilty of this as well, like I'm investing in myself, I'm investing in mastermind, I'm investing in coaching and all those different things. And if you don't bring your leaders along with you in that growth, you're going to have a massive, massive disconnect. And you're going to create this, sure. this massive gap. And I was there about a year ago where I was like, man, I'm doing all these things for myself. And I'm like all the way up here. And then like, I wasn't bringing my team with me. I wasn't investing time auditing calls. I wasn't like digging in. And so there's going to be seasons, obviously, right? Where you're going to be more invested in one aspect of your business. But I think if you can consistently be investing in your team and you can be that leader, be the example, it's just refreshing to hear you say that. Because I think everybody's like, man, I want to get out of my business. And, and of course we all do, but our team oh, needs us. Our team needs us. 100%. Yeah. And, it, and I've been through that journey myself, right? Like, especially what happens is you start comparing yourself to other people and, and everybody does it. I don't care who you are. Like you may mm -hmm. do it just for a small minute of time and you look at other successful businesses and it's like, these guys are working four hours, truly a week in their business. Like, man, I want that. What the hell? Mm -hmm. And so you try it 
and you come to realize it's it's not really that that easy yet. There's the right the reason that they're there is the people that are at the top with them, right? And so I, I was smacked with that, unfortunately, and I and, and luckily I I realized very quickly that I couldn't step out like I really wanted to. Um, which is okay and which made me realize I need to be pouring more into my team, not less. Mm. Um, so that's where I'm at now. Love that. Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more about being able to dive in and thinking that, hey, you actually need to double down on that because it's working, it's an investment and all those things. So completely, completely on board with you there. As you take a look at your journey as a whole, when you talk about like some of the highest, the highs and some of the lowest lows, what are, what was that? what has that journey been like and what are some of the highest of highs you've had and some of the lowest of lows along the way? Yeah. So highs for us, we've said, we've had some pretty good highs, um, you know, in real estate in real estate investing specifically, uh, you can make a lot of money. It is a cash making machine. Um, and so we've hit six figure uh, deals uh, quite a few times. Our, our biggest and our best that are pretty, we're pretty proud of is uh, we sold a 15 uh, house package. Uh, we bought it for like 1.4 million and we sold it for 1.75 million. So if you think about the spread on that, it's <laughs> like, you know, $100,000, which is like, I don't know anybody like, I know maybe one other person that was able to hit a lick like, lick like that. Mm. And so I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and so as far as highs, that's cool. It, it, but it's really, you know, the other high is just building out my business and learning along the way. Um, lows, lows for us is understanding, again, markets, how they, tr they go up, down, up up and down and really trying to navigate um, when things are high, how to monetize on that. And when things are low, how to monetize on that. And, and, and if you do that, um, if you do that at the wrong time for us, we, we tried to scale massively at the end of last year. Uh, and that's exactly when the market was turning. And so that was, that was interesting time to put all your eggs in one basket and scale wide when the market was shifting. And so we quickly realized, and, and I had to be super fast about the point of reacting to that change and buckling down and getting lean. And so one of the biggest lessons I think is, you know, when you're making a lot of money, your mindset is like spend a lot of money, not necessarily in crap, but reinvesting it and getting cash out because it's just coming in so fast. And what I've learned is make sure that you have a, uh, a reserve because uh, you just never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, and just make sure that you've got a good safety nest just in case for the downs, uh, because they're going to come. I realize they're going to come whether you like it or not. So just be just be ready for that, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a great description of a, of a valuable lesson. I think a lot of people are like, oh, we, we're making money. We're doing all this stuff. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's like there needs to be that analytical side of the calculated risk, right? And that's going to be different for everybody, but you have to have that basis. Yeah. You have to have that foundation that you can fall back on, you know, we work with a lot of real estate investors. We work with a lot of contractors and, you know, they are sometimes scrambling, you know, they're like, I need to go get a line of credit. I need to go get all those things. It's like the best time to get lines of credit and to have money in the bank is when you don't need it. Not when you need yeah. it and you're reactively, you know, being out there trying to go do all these different things because it causes chaos. So I think 
Couldn't, couldn't agree with you more there. It makes complete sense. And I think it's something that a lot of people need to hear. So that's a great, great nugget there. Yeah, appreciate so, that. So as we're kind of wrapping up the episode here today, we'd like to talk about distribution within the beer brewing process as kind of the last thing. So in terms of what is next for you personally and, and your businesses, what are you looking forward to? What are some things that you're working on and what can we expect to see from Josh here this year and, and beyond? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, for me, one of our, our very, very early on goals is, you know, we're in Texas. We started in the Dallas Fort Worth market. Uh, we have expanded since then. Now we're kind of all of Texas, right? Anywhere there's an airport, you know, like San Antonio, Austin. And, and so we're in Texas now. Um, really the, the goal for us is to become a franchise across the nation, right? But I want to really buckle down, make sure like all of our systems, SOPs, all of that stuff is at a point where, you know, you give me a license fee and then you can use the We Love Homes name, right? And you can, you can implement that across the nation. And so that is our five-year goal is, is to be able to get to a point like that. And I, and I know a couple of people that have done it. Not a lot of people in the real estate world have done it, and I know how incredibly difficult it is, but I like the challenge of that, and so that's kind of why that's been in, in my foresight. Um, so I'm excited to see how that goes, how many black guys I get along the way. That's okay, I'll take them. <laughs> which, which is cool. But uh, so that that's it for the next five years. But for this year, I really want to focus on continuing to build out my team, uh, my sales force, and, and just really my business in general, uh, and get it to a size that it becomes recognizable before we make that move. Mm. I love that, man. I'm excited to see you take off in that direction. I'm excited for you. I know you're gonna you're gonna make it happen. I can see it. I can I can hear it in your voice. So, man, Josh, it's been great. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Where can people connect with you online? If it's a website, social, all those good things. Yeah, Facebook, Facebook specifically, right? Just look me up, Josh Duke, uh, in the Dallas area. That's where I'm most active. Um, I mean, we've got WeLoveDallasHomes.com is our website if you want to take a look at that. And if you want to call or, you know, we've got a phone number there you can call and try to get a hold of me. I'll be happy to reach back out. Awesome. We'll put all that stuff in the social uh, or in the, in the show notes so that way people can get connected with you. But thanks for coming on, man. It was great chatting with you as always and appreciate your time. Likewise. Thanks, man. Bye, guys. And I want to thank you again to the audience for tuning in to today's podcast. As always, please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. We'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they are brewed. I'm an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs aren't born, they're brewed. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's